because I was worried about all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? If I just focus on what God want me to do, focus on his word, focus on getting the word to people, then everything else is going to come, right? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another glorious episode of the Tents and Tabernacles podcast, where we meet God through the person of Jesus Christ. It's mm-hmm, your girl mm-hmm. Vic here. And it's Wiggy. Mm-hmm. And we're back with another episode. Yes, we what realize we don't be this? introducing ourselves, so we decided to try it out. Yeah, I'm we'll Wiggy. put it somewhere. I'm Wiggy. That's me. This voice is Wiggy. If you didn't know, if this is your first time, um, it's me. Uh, but yeah, let's, um, last episode we didn't pray, I realized. Yeah, we just so who's got praying? to roll in. Yeah, and I don't want to, I don't want to skip it. So who's praying today? You or me? Pray. I'm praying? Yeah. Okay. You pray so good. Do I? Girl, mm-hmm. I feel like I be trying to find the words. But okay, let me just, who Holy Spirit, leave my mouth. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to begin with thanks and praise just for who you are. Just, just for who you are. For creating us, for creating this world, for putting people in our life, for like literally ordaining this whole podcast, for dropping Vic into my lap for your only your reasons. Um yeah, for only your reasons, Lord. Um we are just so happy for people who are coming to listen. We hope that all of their lives are blessed, all that they get peace and that they just know that they are loved and that what else? I wanted to pray about something else today. But at the moment, my mind is a little blank. But Lord, I just thank you for this time. Come in here with us. Speak speak your words through our mouth as we talk about uh, the end of, I think it's the end of Second Samuel and First Chronicles today. And just let us be a blessing to people's lives and not a hindrance. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You see, you see, I was telling the people. You just gotta, you just gotta talk because exactly it's real. Because I feel like it's a conversation. Yeah, sometimes I for, I forget what I'm saying in the middle of prayer, but he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so highs, these highs and tries, highs and tries. I think the high of the week would probably be that we were guests on the Obedience Podcast yesterday. Woo-hoo. We joined them on their live stream um, as they talked about, uh, they have a series they're doing right now about like, uh, it's called Reborn, I believe, Mm -hmm. right? And it's about, it's geared toward the new believer. So we were on there. So you should definitely check it out. Um, I will put the link in our description on YouTube so you can go see us on there. I actually watched it today. Um, It was really fun. That was probably my high of the week. Um, also my high of the week is recording right now. It's my favorite time of the week to record. I feel like I haven't even recorded this pod in like, it's been a little too long. We're overdue. Yeah. We're supposed to record earlier in the week, but things happened and then we had an interview. So I don't know what, I don't know. I feel like I recorded episode 16, like three years ago. I know, but it was literally only like a week and a half ago. I know, but that we actually filmed it on Monday. 
yeah, but that half is not what I like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do I have any tries this week? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. What happened last week? I don't even know. I mean, I had to go back to work. <laughs> is that? <laughs> I was off of work for like two weeks. So, you know, around Christmas, so I had to go back to work. But it wasn't that trying. It was just like I really just trying to get back in my routine. I just mm-hmm. kind of don't want to go, but I have to go because bills must be paid. Right. We're all bills out here. Bills do not stop. Okay. The rent. The landlord don't care what's going on. If you don't pay your rent, he will kick you out. So right. I think that's the only thing is that I have to go back to work. I'm trying to get back in my routine. Um, yeah, last week. Was it last week? That was the first week back? I don't even remember. But it was a little difficult for Omari getting back in his routine. He, But he's back now. He's good now. Um, so, yeah, I think that was probably it, just getting my routine back. What about you? My high would definitely be our YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Um even though it happened YouTube. today. It wasn't last week, but like that was definitely a high cuz I don't know, I just felt like really official and stuff. Um, yeah, we never had an official YouTube page cuz at first Vic did not think we needed it when we first started this. You were like, "Oh, yeah. did really care where the video go?" You know, just put it up there somewhere. So it's been on my personal YouTube channel. <laughs> I was now- so I was so podcast and video YouTube burnt out. So mm-hmm. I didn't care. I was just like, you know, give me the audio. I don't want to stare at a computer for long enough to edit videos <laughs> to put up nowhere. I don't want to write a description. <laughs> oh, no. I was so it's a lot of work. It, it yeah, it was. But it was a natural it was a natural progression, so I'm not mad mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, we we yeah, need no, it. We definitely need it. Because like last night when they asked us, I feel like if we're going to send somebody to YouTube to watch it, it really needs to say like Tense and Tabernacle Podcast, not Wiggy TV, because then it's like, where's Vic? This is yeah. this is a joint venture. Because <laughs> also I was like, I'm not trying to be seen. I'm really trying to do this for the audio. Like it don't even mm-hmm. matter if it's recorded like visually. I was, Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm not trying to get cute to be on YouTube. Like, yeah, but we're just naturally cute, and yeah, we just need the video. I did hear, um, I don't know who was talking. I think it's the guy from uh, Brilliant Idiots, Adam Schultz, I think, and he was mm-hmm. talking about how the video is is like where podcast is going. Yeah. You need the video, so yeah. we have it, so we might as well put it out. That part, yeah. and then my low would probably have to be I really need a retwist but I have to be the one to do it so yeah because retwists are like upwards of $75 so really I don't want to pay more than $75 I don't want to pay $75 alone to get my hair retwisted when I could retwist it but that means I have to wash my hair and Mm -hmm. retwist my hair and style my hair and I'm probably gonna have to do that either tomorrow, Friday, or Saturday. Right. Yeah. So that's my try is my head. I understand. <laughs> yeah. My try is my head too. But my hair is twisted right now. I ha- I may untwist it on the weekend and just wear it, you know, out. But 
your girl's getting her hair braided next week. Thank the Lord. But that's a lot of money, actually. I spend a grip on my money, on my hair. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that no more. Yeah, I do spend a lot of money on my hair. But I will say my my hairstylist, she does make it's like a very like luxurious braiding experience. Like you walk in, mm. her place is real cute. It has like you know, little, little chandelier looking things is painted like light purple and it's like white in there. She had like the sign on the wall. Mm. She washed your hair. You can get your hair steamed there. She's going to wash it, condition, deep condition it. She's going to trim it for you. She's going to get the hair for you. Oh, so she's hair. an actual hairstylist and not just oh, a yeah. braider with a license. Mm-hmm. And then, she, then she's going to braid your hair and do all the things. So it's like, because I used cool. to go to a braider who used to make me come wash and blow dry. And honey, like, and they would talk about me bad if I didn't wash my hair good enough. It's like, okay, ma'am, I am not a hairstylist. I can't see the back of my head. Yeah. And then you, and I'm probably yeah. doing this in the shower. Yeah. And then you're already it, charging me $350 for the right. braid. Or they might and I got to buy the hair. And yeah, my hair has to come. How, yes. Or they wash, talk about how, like, you didn't blow dry it enough. Ma'am. Blow dry. You need to blow dry it. Braid it to come yeah. to have sitting in your chair for you to braid my hair. Right. So I don't mind paying her the extra money because she's, I don't have to do anything. Doing your I hair. I literally don't have to do anything. Include the price of the wash and stuff. I will pay it. Gladly, because I'm gonna wear them braids for about a month and a half. No joke. Okay. All right. Tonight, what are we talking about? We finished. I want to say we finished second. Did, are we already finished Second Samuel, or did no? We, we we're finished. finishing Second Samuel. Yeah. But Second Samuel and First Chronicles twenty one is like the same story. So it is. It's like we're finishing Second Samuel. Second I was Samuel. that confused too, but yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> Second Samuel 24 is the last chapter of Samuel. So we're done with Samuel after today, but we are in First Chronicles. But next week we're going to bounce into First Kings and we're still going to be in Chronicles too. And we're still in the Psalms. Don't, don't worry. We have not escaped the Psalms yet. We I don't know. What, I think we have about a week. I looked ahead. Mm-hmm. We have about like a week more of Psalms. And then guess what? We're in Proverbs. So it's not like uh, you're going to escape any of those type of type of things. But Proverbs isn't as long. So it's not. It goes a little faster. Yes. Like when you but while it. we're here, I have not given you guys your fun facts about the books of the Bible in a while. So um, there are fun facts about Psalms is, and maybe this will make um, Vic like it a little more. <laughs> It's not so, that I hate the Psalms. I want to make that very clear because I've said this on a few platforms them, before. Just, I, I don't hate I the Psalms. I don't like commercials, and that's how they set up the Psalms in the reading plan for me. They're I mean, like, yeah, the it's, the, it's, the, it's because of this reading plan. Because in the plan I did last year, when I read the whole Bible, um, it actually didn't even put the Psalms like really in there. It's like it had like one day of the Psalms, gave a devotional. And it was like, okay, I want you to read a psalm every day for the next 150 days, basically. And it and that was it. And then they did the same thing for Proverbs. Like, all right, I need you to read them, but we're not going to give you a list. Gotcha. But fun facts. The lo- Psalms is the longest book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It is 150 chapters, and it is actually five different books. So it's a it's five books inside of a book. Yes. Oh. Yes. Um. Uh, it is the easiest to relate to general consensus. 
Um, every song was written from an emotional state that we deal with today from joy, love, thankfulness, anger, etc., frustration. The author. The book is a collection of pieces from King David, Moses. I didn't know that part. Um, mm -hmm. Solomon, the sons of Korah, the sons of Asaph, and others. So it's a big collection of books. A lot of people just think about David, but it is a big collection of just a lot of people. Um, it was written over nearly a thousand years. So it's a very lengthy book written by um, a lot of people over a long time. It is an on going collection that was continually added to over the ages. The audience is varied, but it's mostly directed at the Israelites. Um, the reason it was written is uh, arranged as prayers and praises for the Jewish people towards God. And the theme of Psalms is that God is good all the time. Because even when they're complaining, they do circle back to say, mm -hmm. basically like, but God is, right. is everything. And then I got my fun facts about Chronicles. The author of Chronicles is unknown, another unknown book. Hmm. But Jewish tradition attributes it to Ezra, my guy Ezra. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. The date was, it was written after the Israelites had returned from exile to Jerusalem in 450 to 4040 BC. Um, Wait, so, so would that be during like the book of Ezra Nehemiah, like that exile? Yeah, yeah. So this, so there's basically, sense, yeah. So the audience is the returning exiles, and the reason that he wrote it is basically to the returning Israelites to um, restore their identity and bring them back to the law, and kind of like remind them what happened and why and how they even got to this place and all that and the theme is the kings of judah and god's covenant with david's household so those are little fun facts there hmm. yes 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 so where we start at is we're in second samuel 24 and first chronicles 21 where david he does something bad again, which I almost didn't understand why it was bad at first, but then I, I had to read it like three times. Yeah. So, cause at first you're like, what's the big deal? And then if you read both second Samuel and first Chronicles, there's of course, again, different details, different stuff. Yeah, and It's almost like a misnomer in second Samuel because like the use of he in the beginning. So, mm -hmm. Okay, so in Second Samuel, it said that um, at least my translation <laughs> made it seem like the Lord told David to mm -hmm. do the census. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when I read First Chronicles, yeah, and then and then Jesus, and then God got bad. And then <laughs> um, in First Chronicles, it said that Satan convinced him, convinced David to do the census, and God was like, ah. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. So both accounts, God was mad, um, but one has a, it's like a misappropriation of the pronoun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was like, that. something ain't adding up. Yeah. Cause in second Samuel, you'll get confused. Cause you'll be like, cause it'll be, you'll read it as, well, why would God really kind of put this idea for him to count? But then, but then he's, he's, he's mad about it. And then even when I read uh, first Chronicles, 
I, I had to go to a commentary about it because mm-hmm. I was like, what's the big deal about counting the soldiers? <laughs> like, but then I realized it was like a pride situation. He, mm-hmm. he was counting them. Nobody told you to count them. Like there were times in history where God told people to count the people. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. But like in numbers, they, people were getting counted. That was on purpose. But David was having like a pride issue where he was like, well, let me make sure I'm good. If there's a war, I'm going to count all my soldiers, even though you should just be relying on God. Right. And also, um, I think the Enduring Word commentary said that you only uh, take a census of what is yours. Mm-hmm. And David mm-hmm. was taking a census without God's uh, leading. And so... Yeah. It was like, oh, these people are mine, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take account of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and God was like, no, yeah, like they're I not yours. You aren't yours. So who you counting? Yeah, and why? Where are you going? You going to war? Who told you to go to war? Right. What you doing? Exactly. You like, yeah. um, didn't you just take somebody's uh, wi- uh wife or whatever? Like, dude, sit down somewhere. Ain't nobody yours. Yes. Yeah. I wrote that, that same thing down, um, that, uh, the census was dangerous because of a principle stated. Oh, the principle was stated in Exodus 30, 12. Um, it speaks to God's ownership of his people. Um, like you said, a man only has the right to count what belongs to him and Israel does not belong to David. It belongs to God. And Joab, in his craziness, his foolishness, and in his treachery, was still like, "You sure you want to do that, bro? Like, you probably yeah. got a ton of cert, like a a ton of soldiers." Joab and, like, actually probably had a wise moment. He he told him that he was like, "That's not the move, bro. You might not want to do that. It's not the move." And Dave was like, "I'm gonna do what I want to do. <laughs> I'm gonna do it." You Dave, get out there, Dave was like, "Who asked you? You get out there and get to counting." Okay, Joab. But I wrote down that Joab knew that the motive behind the count was pride. Because like I said, Joab has some, he has some crazy moments. He really does. But I feel like he is that friend that has the voice of reason sometimes. He's like, this is unnecessary though. Like, are you for real? Like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to tell you how I feel first. And it's really unnecessary. Yeah. I feel like that moment of wisdom was like very similar to the Sanhedrin in the New Testament where he was telling Jesus like, no, if you just say, if you just speak over my servant to be well, like they'll be well, because if I tell my men to go, they'll, they'll go. And so I feel like it was like, oh, well, I understand this concept and like you not finna, this isn't right. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like it was actually reverence to God just because like oh, the way yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. way that Joab maneuvers, like I don't feel like this was a moment where he just like randomly decided to revere the Lord mm-hmm. to say, nah, you barking up the wrong tree, my guy. Mm-hmm. Um because later, you know, he that's, gets that's killed true. or whatever because of all of his, you know, yeah, bullshit. I but I can't wait to talk about that. Oh Ooh. my gosh. The way Solomon just like cleared, cleared, cleared house. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, against against warnings, um, David counts the people. Um, it took about ten months for them to count all those people, so it was a long time of them doing this nonsense. And 
another difference between Second Samuel and First Chronicles, they had different um, counts. So yeah. in Second Samuel, it's like a million three hundred thousand fighting men in all of Israel. So I don't know when they say all of Israel, I don't know if they're counting uh, just. Um, sorry that my phone started ringing. Don't well, usually put that on silent. Um, I don't know if they if that includes Israel and Judah, but I don't know. It, and then there was like six million people in total. And then in mm-hmm. First Chronicles, it says that there were one million one hundred thousand in Israel and four hundred and seventy thousand in Judah. So I'm not really sure, but it was a few little minor details that were different um but again they're written by different people different times right these are stories that i think are just passed down so and i don't think it really matters it's not like it yeah it's i mean he wasn't supposed to do the census it don't matter what yeah the story is still the same so after that this was something like really really interesting that god gave him a choice of the three of three different punishments because god was like you done messed up, a Aaron, and well, the David, and um, <laughs> I was like, who is Aaron? <laughs> well, it's the the video, and then I was like, oh wait, oh yeah, there's actually an Aaron in the Bible, so let me say the David, yeah. and um, so God says, okay, you can do three years of famine, you can do um three months of being taken over by your enemies. Mm-hmm. Or you can do three days of basically pestilence and plague, right? Yeah. And wait, what um, did you say? You said what were the the choices? Three years of famine. I thought it was seven years. It wasn't seven? Oh, this is in Chronicles. Maybe um, child, I don't know. Maybe I'm Second looking. Samuel says something different. I'm reading the Chronicles. I don't know. I'm just looking at my notes. I'm not looking at the Bible, so I could have wrote it down. Well, no, I feel like, no, no, it's three, because I'm reading it three, but I feel like when David eventually said, well, Lord, have your way for the first time in this whole story, Mm -hmm. um, God picked the... The three days of plague. Um, yeah, the three days of pestilence. Yeah. But yeah. So I don't I don't think it was seven. This is what I have written down, but I'm gonna look it up. I don't know where I got it from. I have seven I have the three offers were seven years of famine, three years of fleeing from your enemies, or three days of a plague. And that David chose Samuel. And that David cause... chose the three days of a plague. Or maybe God chose it. Yeah, cause God, cause David was like, um, "Let me fall into the hand of the Lord." Was basically and, like, yeah. "All right, Lord, you pick." Like, I ain't picking. Yeah, right, because pick. first of all, who trying to pick the other two? Because famine is gonna kill a lot of people over seven years, but it might not have really touched David like that because he's rich. So, like, the rich people would have been really okay in a famine, right? And three years of fleeing right. from my enemies. Who got time for that? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who right. really like, who, like, I've been there, done that. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, it's very, it's very tiring. And and humans aren't as gracious as God is. Yeah. Um, and it killed 70,000 men. 
Yeah, in like in three days. In three days. And I'm yeah, like, I don't, I don't necessarily know what the what the pestilence was. Like, I don't know what the plague was, but it killed 70,000 people. Um, it was COVID. I'm just kidding. <laughs> which one of y'all took a census? Which one, which one of y'all took a, took a oh, census? Because it's definitely going on year three. Which one I of y'all took a census? I, I should have said that because I should have said that because now it's gonna like say something underneath the YouTube video. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna put the disclaimer. The CDC. And, oh my god. Anyway, um, yeah. So he, they got the three days. Yeah, but um. What did I write down about? Well, I guess I already kind of said that. Like that was like the the one thing that didn't really protect David too. Like everything else, he might have even fleeing from his enemies. He might not have been conquered by his enemies. He knew how to run from right. his enemies, but maybe mm-hmm. his people would have died in war, and it would have been like a lot, of, a lot. But mm-hmm. a, a plague could have touched David if God wanted to. A plague yeah. could touch anybody. That's that's rich, poor, young, old, anybody is coming for you. And it came for 70,000 people. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And then do you have stuff on the on the sacrifice afterwards or the altar afterwards? I do. I have that. Um so after this, and I and from what I kind of understood, this ha- this is happening while the plague is going on, because once he does the sacrifice. The plague is over. Mm-mm. Are you sure? No. Are you no. sure? It says. Well, so it says yes because it, it says, says something um, about the the um, that God pulls His the hand Lord away. Says to the angel. Yeah, the Lord says to the to, says to the angel, "It's enough now. Now calm down, or now like it says, now stay your hand." But it's yeah. in First Chronicles twenty one, verse fifteen. So. Um, hold on now. So it says, and the God and God sent the angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. But as he was about to destroy it, the Lord saw and he relented from the calamity. And he said to the angel who was working destruction, It is enough. Now stay your hand. And the angel of the Lord was standing by the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite, which is where David ended up. Right, right. That's in Chronicles, right? It was just before it started. Yeah, it's in Chronicles. But this is why reading this this plan could be a little like what's going on. Because in 2 Samuel, is to at the end, it says, he built an altar to the Lord there and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord was receptive to prayer for the land and the plague on Israel ended. So it's almost like, it's like God was like, I'm gonna give you the plague for three days, but I still need this sacrifice though. Like, hmm. yes or no? <laughs> Which is interesting. And in Second Samuel doesn't even mention the angel at all. Really? Yes, girl. I know. I had to read it like twice. That's why See, I, I ended up reading First Chronicles twenty one twice. <laughs> Because it's just like I had. To, I was just like, wait, this is literally the same story, but the details are so different Mm -hmm. and yeah it's leaving stuff out like even i want to say even the payment for the the place in second samuel he pays him in silver and in first chronicles he pays him in gold but then 
I did not look up what the original Hebrew word was because I told my mom about right. it. And she was like, I bet you if you look up the original word, it's probably just precious metals in both. Yeah. So, but I didn't look it up for you guys. Sorry. But so David has to build an altar. David's instructed to build an altar on the threshing floor of this, of this, is it a guy or a place called Ar- Ara- Arana? Morning. Aruna. It's a guy. The Jebusite. It's a guy. It's a guy. It's a guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he's a man's. Uh yeah, second Chronicles 3 1 tells us the threshing floor. Um, oh, this was I think this was my little fun fact. I had another fun fact. Yeah. So Second Chronicles 3 1 tells us that the threshing floor of that guy was on Mount Moriah, the same hill Abraham offered Isaac, and the same set of hills Jesus died on the cross. Wow. Just a little fun fact. That is a fun fact because that mm-hmm. that ties into this a lot. Mm-hmm. Not just because there's a sacrifice, but because um, Ornan was like, well, David was like, I need this place to do to make this altar because the mm-hmm. angel of the Lord is standing outside. I was like, this is it, right? Yes. And Ornan was like, my Lord, just take it. Your king, just take it. And David, bro, David said, no, but I will buy them for the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours, nor offer burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Yeah, he had to pay. He had to pay a price and Mm -hmm. it had to, like, he had to feel it. It wasn't like whenever we give a sacrifice whether it be tithes, you should mm. feel it. Mm-hmm. Your tithes should be something you feel. It shouldn't just be a ritual thing. Whenever you give a sacrifice of worship, it should be something you feel. Mm. Um, and not in the sense of like, ooh, I feel goosebumps. But like, I feel this giving of myself. I'm not holding anything of me back. I am now vulnerable and open because I have given of myself and I have felt it. And... um and the fact that he's like, I'm not going to give anything to the Lord that doesn't cost me anything, that, that, that yeah. costs me nothing. Yeah. And for that to be at the same place where Jesus eventually gave it all, and it cost it cost God everything. Mm-hmm. Like, the least that we can do is give something that costs us. That's the least we can do. Mm. in worship that's the least we can do like that's the minimum like that's not even it has to cost you something you gotta feel it yeah yeah that's crazy oh, real. i know and then i had another fun fact but then i was a little confused because it said um that you know they want to transform this place that chaff was separated from wheat into a place of sacrifice and worship and mm-hmm. it says now maybe not that specific place but that land or you know wherever they were it became the site of solomon's temple as well hmm. mm-hmm. i never knew that but i know that temple was torn down yeah so but so, it was rebuilt in Ezra and Nehemiah. So Yes, it was. I mean, I guess, you know, all these things happen around the same place because it's like, yeah, it's Jerusalem. It's Jerusalem. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Jerusalem city. We got to go one day. Oh, man. Yes, I've we always wanted to go. go to Jerusalem. I really want to go. I wanted to go in 2023 because I'll be 33 and Jesus died when he was 33. 
but mm-hmm. hopefully I can. We got to try, but that's like next year. It is yeah, next year. We have to start planning now. Yeah. But don't you want to get baptized in the River Jordan? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think we have to go. I w- I'm literally going to be crying the whole trip. There's Yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to go for my birthday next year. So we will see what the Lord says. Um, But yeah, what else do I have? Uh, yeah, um, so they offered, they built the altar. They offered some offerings. Um, They offered, I forgot how much, but how many offerings. But I know they offered, for some reason I had written down that burnt offerings are for the atonement of sin and peace offerings are for or to enjoy fellowship with God. So did he do both of those? He did. He must have did both of those. That's why I had that written down. Um, so I like that David is kind of, you know, again, David's not perfect. He's realizing his sin. He's like, I really messed up. I had a pride moment. I had an arrogant moment. And he's like, the best thing to do when you have those moments is to return to God and praise praise him and pray and ha- and and. Uh, uh, enjoy fellowship with him and be like you know what i'm tripping you Mm -hmm. know i just i just want to be with you lord i'm sorry yeah that's the best thing for you to do and yeah yeah. and in first chronicles at least it said that after he did it the angel put the sword back into the sheath Mm -hmm. um because the angel was sent there to inflict judgment upon him upon david and his people and yeah. so god was like hold up let him do the sacrifice first and then yeah. he did sacrifice and then was like okay you good now you can go home put the sword away yes. and so i'm trying to imagine how the angel looked to the people david said i ain't going in there because i'm scared so I, i'm not walking into the temple to like Girl. talk to god like i'm gonna do this but like I'm going to let God calm down for a little bit, you know, take a chill pill because you have a sword. <laughs> yeah, like what kind of sword? Like how big is the sword? Is it a regular sword? It's an angel sword. So what is what is the sword that an angel carries look like? Is it big? Is it I mean, fiery? Are big. Like angels look scary for what I could remember reading in scripture sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they look like men and sometimes they look like six-eyed winged birds so facts <laughs> like don't be afraid i'm just a six-eyed winged bird <laughs> flying through your window in the middle of the night calling you holy yeah. and separated yeah so i was asleep yeah like i'm scared now so i don't know but in my head when i read it i just imagine like this huge angel standing like on a hill like pointing and being like, just, just, just fire or something coming, rumble. or just like whatever they're spreading, just like here, right? And yeah, that's what I imagine. Um, what else? What else? What else? That was basically that story. Yeah. Basically, so basically, David counted some people out of pride and arrogance. Then he had to offer some sacrifices because all his people were dying. But it was the lesser. Of the punishments, if you ask me, there was some grace in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's grace in God allowing you to pick your punishment. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? Like, For sure. there has to be some kind of punishment. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. There's always something, even if it's little, 
There's always going to be a little, there's consequences for your actions. Mm-hmm. You can't really get around that. Um, so it is what it is. Um, and then at the end, and now I can't remember if this is at the end of First Chronicles or the end of, it must be at the end of First Chronicles. David starts making preparations for the temple. Um, yeah. He knows that he's not going to be the one to build it, but he's like, well, I could still plan it though. So he starts gathering the workers, the items, all the things that he's going to need, all the gold, the bronze, all the iron work. Um, and he starts preparing things for his son, Solomon, who he knows is is going to be the one to build the temple. So after that, we got some Psalms. And I think this week we have a few notes on some Psalms. I think we yeah. can skip them. Not saying we have like a bunch, but I do have a few highlights and I hope me ruffling around is not too crazy in your ears on the audio. Um, but I do oh, have, I have quite a few. You have quite a few songs. Okay, cool. I, I have Psalms 30, which is titled Joy in the Morning. I have Psalms 30 through 30, 10 through 12, which is Lord, listen and be gracious to me. Lord, be my helper. You turned my lament into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness so that I can sing to you and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, how sweet. I love that. Isn't the Lord your helper? Didn't he turn your, your mourning into dancing? Yes. Didn't he remove your sad clothes and... Give you some clothes of gladness. Yes, I mean, if I had, you know, sad sack clothes, sack cloths or yeah. sad clothes. I said sad clothes because that's like modern day, like you know, like I'm just in my sweatpants. Oh and yeah, like my oh, I have tons all of day. Those. Yeah, and then I, you know, and you put you in, you know, it's like a metaphor. And then I love that it says, "I will praise you forever" because I will yeah. actually. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's a Psalms which one? 138. Oh, I have 138 too. Read yours. Or 7 and 8. Though I walk Mm -hmm. in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hand. Yes, that is so beautiful. It's that the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. For yes, me. that's that why I highlighted it. Like, I okay, cool. Your purposes are your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm yes. just here to obey them. Yes, like I don't have to do too much. Like I, I, you know, I do think we have to show up. We have to show mm-hmm. up. We have to be there. It's not like we can just lay in bed all day and think our purpose will be fulfilled. Right. I wish because I love laying in bed. Honestly, it's like one of my favorite things to do. But it's it is not for us to be like racking our brain, like how do I get this done? What's my purpose? And I want to walk in my purpose. And I ah, like you just make it yourself. Stress. It's like you got to relax. It you know once God gives you what your purpose is, once you realize what you're supposed to be doing, you have to know that God is going to fulfill it. In yep. his time, like I could be racking my brain all day about this podcast and just like my podcast future and just like, or anything, YouTube, like just like what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I was just like, 
you got to calm down. Like everything is going to happen when it's supposed to happen in the right time. If I rush it, if I try to maneuver things the way I think they should be done, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work the way it's supposed to work. But if the Lord, he will fulfill his purpose for me. Yep. Amen. 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 And then the next one in in 139 that you probably have to. That's the one from the I do. Oh, I wrote down, just read the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) I have like the whole thing highlighted. (laughs) The whole chapter? Yo, I had or the whole like stanza. Stop, girl. Hold on. Because it's so good. It's just so good. Which one are we doing? 139? Yeah. Is it long? Yeah. Girl, I got look. look I have two. I have two different stanzas highlighted. Okay. I won't read the whole thing to you guys. So the, you'll I'll have to do like out. a dramatic reading of it and post it to our YouTube channel. Bruh, it's so good. It's so good. I have music all, behind you. Just okay, you know, I don't have all background. of it. I don't have all of this. Okay, read your highlights, and then if you miss one that I really think that needs to be said, I will say it. You want me to start with the one from the Chosen because I that's literally my first one. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, where shall well whoa 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> words where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, if y'all don't know what we're talking about by the chosen, I'm going to give you a little backstory. In, is that the second season or the first season? I can't remember now. Second. But okay, second season in because they're on the road. There's an episode where Mary has like a little incident. Mary of Magdala, she has a little incident and she kind of falls off. It was Mary. She she yeah, but oh, I'm talking that was before. Oh, well, he gets telling. Okay, let me just give a a little more backstory then. So Matthew is and Matthew and the girls, Mary and the other girl, they're Mm -hmm. learning the bible like they're because all the other disciples they they know the bible really well well not the bible the torah right the torah right yeah and they all of them went to torah school. school girls are yeah. not allowed into torah school and matthew was plucked out before he went to torah school because mm-hmm. he was too smart and so they yeah. just put him straight in the workforce so they go to philip and they're like philip knows it really well we want to learn we just want to start learning so he's like give us a verse so we can start memorizing that and the verse that philip gave them was this one where it's like, if I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed, Sheol, you are there. And then Matthew's looking at him like, what does that even mean? Like, right. What is that mean? it? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't understand. And Philip, I don't even know if Philip really knew what he was doing, but he was just like, just focus on that one, right? So then later on down the line, Mary is having a little bit of an issue. She falls off. She basically, I'm not going to say she backslides, but she does. But she leaves the camp and mm-hmm. she's gone. She getting drunk and stuff and, you know, what things you do when you backslide. And they're trying to find her. And Matthew keeps having this verse play in his head. And it's how he finds her. He literally mm-hmm. finds her because he's like, you are 
in the heavens, you're high and, and above, and you're also down in the darkness with us too. And they end up finding her like outside the bar, drunk. And it was just so beautiful. And I was yeah. like, wow. They found her in her deepest depths. Yes. So when I read that, I, me and Big both read it. We were like, that chosen. Oh my God. It's real. It's actually scripture. It's there. It's actually scripture. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's legit there. Like word for word, it's there. Yes. Yes. But I'm telling it's you, this paraphrase. whole, you guys go read the whole Psalm 139 and just let it bless your yeah. life. The way it even starts off is, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know uh, when I sit down and when I stand up, you understand my thoughts from far away. Child. Man. I can start crying right now. Be like, don't listen to all of them, Lord. <laughs> he know them. And I, all my like, thoughts he, from far away. He understands me, bro. Like, mm-hmm. more than anybody else. Yeah. Don't like, don't make me get to crying on this on this podcast, child. Listen, if you would have kept talking about Mary, I, Mary Magdalene, I would definitely be in tears. So, oh my gosh, like, uh, what else? I mean, I I could read the whole thing. Yeah, you have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge mm. is beyond me. Like I don't even get it, Lord. I don't even understand why it is lofty. I am unable to reach it. Mm. What? I mean, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night no. shines like the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. Ciao. For it is it was you who created my inward parts. Come you on. Me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Ciao. I can't, I can't. Y'all keep go going. read. It. Go ahead, keep going. Oh, go, you want me to keep going? Okay. Go ahead, keep going. You have to do now. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. That even goes back to the other song we read when it's like your purpose. Yeah. God knew what was going to happen. He knew every day of your life already already that's why you gotta chill you gotta relax Mm -hmm. god how precious your thoughts are to me how vast their sum is if i counted them they would outnumber the grains of sand when i wake up i am still with you Mm. now i'm not reading every single line I'm, i'm clearly bouncing around but the end of it is search me god and know my heart test me and know my concerns see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way Yes. Ask God to search your heart. I actually put up a recent TikTok um, mm-hmm. about when I asked God to search my heart. Very dangerous prayer, my friends. It is. Um, and my full video is on my YouTube, um, on the Wiki TV YouTube. It's about eight minutes long, so it, don't, it won't take much out of your life. But um, yeah, you should ask God to search your heart. I'm just going to say that. And it may, some stuff may come out of there that you'll like, but you'll work through it and God will help you work through it. And it'll be a beautiful experience that you can give somebody um, a testimony on. What is another Psalm I had? Let me see. 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 I did have Psalms 108, a quick one. It said, give us aid against the foe for human help is worthless. 
<laughs> I thought that was funny because yeah. I do think it's good to depend on others, but only in the way that God provides the help from others. Mm-hmm. God is always the protector, not other people. So your faith does need to lie in, um, in God, not man. Like we right. gotta keep that, um, top of mind. Um, I did write down Psalm 131 just because it, it, um, relates to David. David wrote this one and he wrote this one, um, after the stuff happened when he learned his lesson, um, with his, the pride and arrogance lesson. And it says, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I do not get involved with things too great or too wondrous for me. Instead, I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like a weaned child. So that was just him Mm. saying like, you know what, Lord? I have been tripping. And you know what? All these, I'm doing stuff that's above me and I need to relax. It reminds me, this may be my trauma talking, but it reminds me of like, if a parent <laughs> tells you to write sentences after like you did something wrong, mm-hmm. he's like, my heart is not prideful. My eyes are <laughs> yeah. not haughty. I do not get involved with things that are too large for me to understand. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm going to write that five times. Right? <laughs> it does though. But when I read it, I was like, oh, because I think if I had read that without this plan, I wouldn't have understood that, oh, he wrote that about that, like, that was his, like, apology. Like, I feel like he, you know, yeah. he's writing out his prayers, and he was like, you know, I'm not a prideful person anymore, or I'm working on my pride, or, yeah. you know, like, just just being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you know you were having a prideful moment. Yeah. You know? It's not like you were just like, you have to, uh, you have to uh, confess what you really did, and yeah. just accept it. It's not like, you know it's okay. yeah um something that i forgot to mention from like a couple of psalms ago um about the like you knew me and my mother's womb you knit me together that verse like or that like stanza has been like has been used in such a harmful way because mm-hmm. of like pregnancies and roe v wade and all of that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. when i read it it was it solidified my stance on it but i'm mm-hmm. not i mean it doesn't matter what my stance is um let the lord lead you but it's the fact that like we existed before we existed yeah and who we are the same way that when someone does pass away, you're like, they aren't here anymore. Their body's still here. So it's like, we were, we were formed, created, wonderfully made, knit together. Like every single, when you think about um, as a baby is formed, like everything is knit together. It grows when it's supposed to grow mm-hmm. and it, it moves when it's supposed to move. It beats when it's supposed to beat. There's just so many intricate things within pregnancy where it's like, oh my goodness, like this is a miracle. And my yeah. life is a miracle of God because he's the one that knit me together. It wasn't it wasn't science. It wasn't hormones. It wasn't, it wasn't all of these things in and of themselves. 
yeah. it was God causing things, these things to happen because he, mm-hmm. he needed me in this earth. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he designed like, it you are so here, perfectly. Yeah. It's like, if you are here, God put you here. Don't ever let anyone mm. tell you that you're a mistake. Yeah. You're not a mistake to God. Mm-hmm. It may not have been known to them, to your parents, but God knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. No one's a Especially mistake. when you think about how many, um, we talk about babies who like actually don't make it here. The fact that you got all the way through that situation is a miracle in itself. And you're yeah. supposed to be here. Period. Yep. God yeah, has so- a purpose for you that he is working out in your life. So mm-hmm. let him, because you are a miracle. You're not a mistake. Yeah. You're a miracle. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I told, I totally agree with that. Let me see. How many other songs do I have? I did write down. Let me see. Let me see if this one's worth saying. <laughs> it's like, they're all worth saying, but I'll save you. I know. You I wrote down. Psalms 143, 5 through 6, because it says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. I am like parched land before you. And then I wrote down that um, we should just always remember what he has done and reflect on his work in our lives because it's easy to get down and get distressed and worried and be like I don't know what's happening but when you start remembering the things that God has done for you already it trust me just try to do that if you're not doing that already in your life think about all the things that God has brought you through already Mm -hmm. meditate on that and it's going to give you the strength to keep going because you're going to know that he's going to do it again if he did it once he'll do it again and he's going to do it in his perfect timing you don't want to rush the timing because in your little human mind, because you think something should happen now, but if it happens now, it's not going to be on the level it's supposed to happen if yeah. it happens whenever he says it's supposed to happen. So that really spoke to me. Um, 143.10 spoke to me too. It says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me on level ground. I, I think mm-hmm. I saw you um, highlight that too. I did. Um, because... It taught me that, like, you have to be taught to do God's will. It's not something that naturally comes to you. Yeah. And maybe you should ask God to help you with that. If yeah. you're having trouble being obedient, if you're having trouble, walk, you know, wanting his will to be done, just say, God, I'm having trouble with this. Can you teach me to do your will? I think that's a beautiful prayer. Yeah. And the verses before it, it says, make me know the way, the way I should go for you lift up my soul. And it's Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) make me know. Yeah. Not let me know, make me know the way that I'm supposed to go because I don't, I don't don't. know. I don't know what I'm doing. And that's why I love it. I love it. Yeah. And something, um, it's in this week's reading, but I'm gonna bring it up now because we were talking about it. There's another Psalm. Um, I think it's 111 um, that is in this week's reading. But um, it says, it's talking about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom, right? It's That's something that literally goes, is said multiple times within the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the ESV, it says, and those who practice it will get, will have good understanding. And I was like, we can practice the fear of the Lord. 
And so that sent me like looking and the verses that it sent me to like in the um in the ESV translation it has like the cliff notes or what whatever it is like the Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the notes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then um, yeah, I don't know what they're called. The little notes that give you more understanding. Yes. Like this um, could say this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it sent me to like a bunch of different proverbs that basically was are saying, like, you know, um obedience leads to favor. And I was like, uh, okay. I didn't know that we were talking about favor. And then another verse that it gave was in John and it's from Jesus. And this tied everything together as Jesus does. Um, he said, if your will is to do God's will, then you'll know whether I come on my own accord or if I come on God's accord. And you'll know if my teaching is of me or if it's of God. Um, and here's what it ended up boiling down to. And here's why I said it. So when it comes to obedience, you can't obey something that you don't honor. But the way that we come to obey the will of the Lord and like have our will be attached to his will is that practicing of obedience. So it's like, we have to respect the Lord to be able to obey him, but we can't know the will of God for a fact, like for an assurance, we can't be sure that our will is attached to God's will and our desires match his desires unless our obedience has been practiced. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because that sounds like a very like, duh, like, you know, you have to obey the Lord, but it's this understanding of the will of God that a lot of us are like, well, I feel like God told me something, but is it God? Is it me? Is it, is it Satan telling me to do this? But if we know that because of our obedience has shown us that we trust God and that we are here to do his will and like, that's our desires to do his will, then we can trust that what we feel from God is from God because our will is to do God's will. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's crazy mm-hmm. because it's like, what I spent like years, like, oh my goodness, like, I just want to do God's will. I just want to do God's will. And I was so flustered all the time of like, well, is this God's will? Is this God's will? Is this God's will? It's like, wow, like I really could have just had the peace in saying, well, I fear the Lord and I respect him and I fear his, his handiwork. I, I respect and revere his good works. And so therefore I will obey him when he speaks. And I know that my will is now his will because I obey him when he speaks. (sighs) <sighs> that's why I said it because yeah mm-hmm. obedience is hard yeah you gotta get your your reverence right mm-hmm. yeah obedience can be hard but it's so necessary like mm-hmm. like when you really do it you're like I don't know why I'm not more obedient more often because it doesn't it never doesn't work out for you right <laughs> right because it's the will of God so it's it like never does it, it never works out badly when yeah. you are obedient. And I, so I don't know, but I guess it's just our, our human nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to teach my son about obedience. Every week I tell him that obedience is the word of the week. All the time. <laughs> obedience to me 
but the Lord for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> he'll learn yeah. more about the Lord as he gets older. He's only three. Right. But he knows the word obedience. Okay. He's gonna he knows that word. Um, <laughs> yes. What else do I have? Mm-hmm. Psalms 144. Ooh, no, Psalms 145. I think I have that one too. Psalms 144, three through four is Lord, what is a human that you care for him? A son of man that you think of him. A human is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. This is one of my favorite Psalms because when I first read it, it reminded, it reminds me of how fragile my life is. Yeah. Because a human is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. We're not here forever. Some of us are here for shorter than others. You never know when you're going to be gone. And and it's it's like our lives are such a blip on God's like eternal situation mm-hmm. that it's like it it still blows my mind that he really cares about me. He cares about you. He cares about all of us. He cares about people a jillion years ago, he cares about the uh, people a jillion years from now. Mm-hmm. And he knows all of us and he just really cares. And like he, like he gave us a purpose. He gave us all this. And it just it blows my mind, honestly, that he cares. And that's what this verse is saying. What is a human that you care? What do you, why do you care about me? Why? Why do you care? My, my, my life is a passing shadow. I'm not even going to be here that long. Yeah. But you care. That's amazing. Mm. Don't y'all is that not amazing to everybody? Hello, hello. Right. Come on, Come on audience. <laughs> Come on. We're only here for a brief time. Um, and then you had Psalms one forty five. I have Psalms one forty five too. I want to see if you have the same ones I have. I have fourteen through seventeen. Okay. And then verse nineteen. And that's it. I think I have fourteen. So you read that one. Okay. The 14 through whatever you have. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. I got to pause on that one. I know. Ooh. I know. I know. I know. That's like we fall down. We God holds us up. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to just yes. wait for Donnie McClucker real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Charlotte yeah. like me to get me picked up, scraped up off the ground. Do you hear yeah, me? He pick, yeah, he picked us up. Like, yeah. now, like, he upholds mm-hmm. those who's falling. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. all who are falling, not yeah. have fallen. He mm-hmm. won't let you have fallen. And, mm-hmm. like, this reminds me of... Um, there was another translation. I think it. Uh, I think it's of this verse. I think it's maybe the amplified, but it's like though we may stumble, we'll never fall because he holds us by the hand. Um, mm-hmm. That reminds like that me too. of a dad, um, and his and his daughter, his young daughter, like two, three years old. She's walking. They're walking to inside um, restaurant or whatever, and she misses the curb, but they're holding hands, and he mm-hmm. snatches her up so quick, and she never. Mm-hmm. T- the ground mm-hmm. that's what god does for us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that yeah. picture yeah that picture has i've done that with my own son a lot of things that happen with me and my son it's like god's teaching me how he is with me all the time all all the time like that 
you walking with your kid and they're going to fall or they're going to have a little whatever. They're going to try to get on the ground. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Keep keep it. Let's right. go. You, Come on, let's you go. hold on to my go. hand and we're going to keep walking. Let's go. That's how God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful. The eyes of all look look to you and you give them their food in due season. Mm, in that due season. Mm, 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 mm. Who? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like we can't we can't be spiritual gluttons. We get our food mm. in due season. Yeah. When you get your food, like it is exactly what you need. It is never too much. It is mm-hmm. never too little. It is exactly what you need. If you are mm-hmm. looking to the Lord for your daily bread, it will be exactly what you need, when you need it, how much you need it, how little you need it, how you need it to taste, how much you need to chew it. It will be tailor-made to you. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. I was just about to say that when you said that you will get your food when you're supposed to, it'll be the right amount. And I was about to say, and you will be satisfied. And I forgot that's how it ended. Yeah. Like you won't, like you'll be good. Mm-hmm. Like period. Period. Oh satisfied. Oh the Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. God's not playing games with you. He's not trying to dangle anything in front of your face. He's, he's very open and very honest with you. Um, and then I have verse 19. I guess I'll read verse 18. I don't know why I didn't highlight it, but it says, the Lord is near to <laughs> that all who call on him. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Mm, it's like, okay, truth. we can stop at the, the Lord is near to all who call on him. We can stop there, but mm-hmm. there's a comma mm-hmm. to all who call on him in truth. And that's important. And that is important because those who worship God will worship him in spirit and in truth. Like God already knows what's going on in your situation. So when you cry out, save your breath in line, like Mm -hmm. save, save your breath and, and just tell, tell God the truth. Just be open. He already knows. He wants you to tell him like he wants you to have a conversation with him. And it's like, I, I used to be like, but God already knows why well, I got to say it. I would be like, God, you know what I did. Like, no, mm-hmm. have a conversation with him. Talk to him as if he has no idea what you did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give, give him that courtesy. Give him the courtesy to, to, bring, to bring something. Like, even when you were a kid and your mom knew exactly what you did. She already know. know. She waited for you to tell. She's they waiting know. for you to tell her what you did. God works with the mamas. They always know. There's no way they should know, but they know. They know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, they just, they'll be sitting here waiting for you to tell them the truth so that you all can have a conversation. And that's what God is trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know what else though? When you said calling out to him in truth, what I also thought about was like, I feel like when you call out to God, it is almost like, you don't really want to serve God, but you're like, oh, all right, come on, God, save me, you know, mm. but you're not really, you're not, you don't really believe or you don't really 
or like somebody who might be like, God, well, if you real, just show yourself to me. But you don't really want him to show himself to you. Mm. It's not true. You know, your heart is That's not in, your heart is not in this truthful place. So it's like, yeah, yeah. That's good because that ties into verse 19 that says he fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He mm-hmm. also hears their cry and saves them. Yeah, it's like I feel like you have to your heart, like like we say, he knows your heart. Your heart really has to be there. Yeah. And we're not saying like um like I don't know how to say, it, but you I feel like when people, perfect. Yeah, you don't have to be perfect, but I feel like when people are truly crying out for God, that's yeah. when God does show up. That's when God reveals himself to people. Right. I've seen so many um testimonies, especially like on TikTok or YouTube. Or people who are unbelievers, or they were um, in the, in the occult, or things like that. And when they really, when they really said, "Jesus save me," or when they really, like, when they really were, they meant it. Their life was changed, as opposed to this arrogant prayer of, "Well, people say you're real, so if you don't show me who you are right now, I don't believe you." Goodbye. You know, like that's anyway. Um, what did I have? Oh, I had Psalms 145.4, which I just thought it, it stood out to me. It says, one generation will declare your works to the next mm. and will proclaim your mighty acts. And I, it, to me, it just reminded me that we are a generation that will declare his works to the next. And yep. we've had a generation before us who declared his works to us. And I mean, his works have literally been declared to the next generation from the beginning of time. And yeah. we're still talking about his works from the ancient times. And mm-hmm. so it's really important for people to share their testimony. It's important for you to tell people about Jesus, you know, not in a way, you don't have to stay on the street corner with signs that say people are going to burn, burn in hell, but just little things. If you're at work and somebody asks you, Girl, how you how you getting through this right now? You just tell them straight up, like, man, the Lord is carrying me. That yeah. little thing will be like, hmm, they'll be like, interesting. Like, either they're gonna think you're crazy, but later on down the line, when they're going through something, they'll be like, Man, I remember when such and such was telling me that the Lord was carrying her through that, like that horrible time in her life and and she had peace about it and I didn't understand it. You know, just little stuff like that. You have to declare his works in your life. Tell people about it. Don't hold it in. It's not meant for you to hold in. He didn't bring you through what he brought you through for you to just like keep it to yourself. Like, what's the point of that? And that might have been all I had actually. Was that it? That was all I had. That might be it, (laughs) y'all. But y'all see Vic over here enjoying the Psalms. I mean, you know, whatever. She was acting like she, but we had a very good discussion about some songs today, and we it was very beautiful. Like I said, I just don't like commercials. Sometimes, yeah, they're I like think... great commercials that you actually don't skip ad on. But yeah. you know, other times yeah. it's like I skip it's ad. We're, I think it's how we're reading it. I wonder how you would feel if you would just read it straight through, because you would probably, I'd be, probably be like, oh my goodness, all of the feels. Yeah, it is all of the feels. It is all the feels. But this was a good one. I'm glad we discussed these. So the people, I think it's going to really bless the people. Yeah. I think it is. And um, speaking of the people, oh, oh, my God. We have our first review. Oh, oh my gosh. I hope you're listening. I meant to do this at the beginning. Oh, Lord. 
Um, hold on, let me go. I want to read it word for word, honey. I want to read it. Yeah, it's because it was exactly how we want um our podcast to be. So we got our first review, and it was five stars. Pat on the back, <laughs> and it is from um Nelly two o seven, and it says. Very entertaining, yet incredibly insightful and Bible-based. You made my day. You made my day. So, yeah, we got our first review. It was awesome. So, make sure you are leaving reviews. I tried to figure out how to leave a review on Spotify today on somebody's phone. Um, Not that I was going to, like, force them to leave a review, but they were asking me about it. And I was like, I thought I knew how, but apparently I don't. But I know there's there's a place. You can rate it. Yeah, you can rate it. I know you can rate it. I don't know if you can leave a review, but rate it on Spotify. Um, If you listen on Google, do whatever it is there. Rate it, leave a comment, or leave a review. But for sure, we know you can rate it and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So I would love to see some more reviews. Give us some feedback. Give us some, you know, whatever. Um, We also got a fan review in person. Well, I got it, but I shared it with Vic already. Um, they said it was, it's really good. They listened to all of the episodes. Um, and they said it's, it's bringing them back to read their Bible and they, they're really happy about that. Um, they did say sometimes they could tell that we're not always quite prepared, which I'm sure some of y'all know that, and we say it on here. I say, Hey, this week, my notes are trash. This week, my notes were actually okay. They were actually pretty good. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're not. And it's okay because we're going to record every week regardless. That's what's going to happen. Yep. That's what's going to happen because the Holy Spirit going to put something in my mouth to say. Yep. Because regardless, we read every week. That part. Um, also, as we said earlier, we started a new YouTube channel that is specifically for the Tents and Tabernacles podcast. So if you <laughs> usually watch this on YouTube, um, I will actually um, make a video that is saying, like, it'll have the link of the new page in it um, so that you can subscribe there. Um, all of the older episodes will still be on Wiggy TV for you to enjoy, but every episode and short clip and whatever we do will be on the new page. So make sure y'all go and subscribe there right now. We have zero subscribers because we started today. Well, I'll make a playlist on the new one of all of our old videos. How you do that? You just save the video. Like you just oh, like add to playlist. Right. You right. You are so right. See, this is why this is a team effort because sometimes yeah. I don't understand things, and sometimes she don't understand things. But together, our brains work very well. I already did make a playlist, two playlists on the new page. One is like full episodes, and one is going to be like the short clips. Mm-hmm. But now I know we can also put our old episodes so you don't have to go be bouncing back and forth yo we got you but yeah covered, yes we're so excited we're just so excited we're, we're so excited about what the lord is doing in our lives and through this podcast and through all you guys lives um yeah we're just very excited we're like we don't know what's going to happen but we know that the lord is going to fulfill his purpose period all right. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we're about to go. We love you guys. We thank you guys. Um, do all the things. Press all the buttons. You know what to do. That's going to be on a shirt one day. Love you. Bye.